This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu. You're listening to Her Vantage and this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. Cult Creative is a platform concentrating and developing where creators may present their work and network with other creators and find employment with the help of the professional networking app Cult Creative. Passion creators can easily discover jobs and also show their incredible work. I'm here with Shermaine Wong, the co-founder and CEO uh, to know more about this platform. And of course, I know Shermaine as well from her previous life. But Shermaine, um, this came about during the pandemic. Yes. It was exciting times, not in a good way, but also in a good way. Tell me. Nerve-wracking times. Uh, Hi, Frida. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, Cult Creative came about during the pandemic. It was born out of the pandemic. in my prior life, I had Tish. Uh, it was an event agency. We were servicing great brands like Nestle, Disney, Adidas. But pandemic happened and we had to shut down the company. But right before shutting down, you know, my team was free. You know, they were trying to kind of... The morale was very low, of course, where right? right. we lost jobs. And during then, it was a time where creatives were known as non-essential. So I told my team, you know, let's switch up the narrative. Let's um, remind people why creativity is important. And that's why we started an Instagram account first. Uh, Cock Creative, uh, where my Tish uh, events agency team used it to shine light on the creative community. We did features on up-and-coming creatives, small creative businesses, uh, conversations with creative leaders on how to pivot in the new norm. And from then, the community grew. We really wanted to rally the community together. There was a constant dialogue that said that, you know, there was no networking uh, platform. There was no place for creative people to easily find work. So that was how it started. Okay, so the initial... People that were involved were what graphic designers, that sort of thing, and then like, what did events people do then? Oh, events people, we actually, I had told my team like this is the time where we actually need to also pivot, right. you know, need to Up-skill, dabble in reskill. Correct. For example, I told my graphic designer, this is the time for you to learn how to do animation, motion designer. So the beauty about creative people is you can easily tip into different uh, verticals, right? It's mm. transferable skills. So my 3D designer in, in the event agency moved from just sketch up the tool mm. into moving maybe, you can go into metaverse. Mm. You know, there's a lot of opportunities because these skills are transferable. So we're also trying to advocate that to young creatives as well. We realised and when we talked to university students, they asked, you know, I'm a fashion student, you know, and that time retail was not great. Where can I go? I mm. said, why don't you go into Zalora? Zalora mm. is a tech company. You can not only use your fashion knowledge, you, it can go into fashion promotion. It can go into fresh, fashion tech. Yeah. Tech industry can still be fashion as well. Right. Okay, so no, I, I'm listening to this because I understand at that time you were also baby number two, baby number three. All those, all this was happening then. Yes, I can't. Keep, I know that you got three kids <laughs> under five. So what was this? Was 2020? 2020. I just gave birth to my second kid. Right. Breastfeeding, restless, no events. Uh, I've always been very restless, and I just got very also frustrated. Mm. So I started to learn how to code. Because if there was no platform out there, then let me try to figure out how to build it by Mm. myself. I'm a non-tech co-founder, so I took a bootcamp in the States. Uh, It's called Glide.com. So you can actually build MVP Mm. through no code using spreadsheets. Mm. 
I did that first, got a bunch of my friends to join, uh, actually got 100 people on the mm. beta app itself. And then after that, we managed to get a bit of funding from mm. friends and family. Mm-hmm. And that actually built the current app that you see on Apple Store and Play Store now. Okay, so so far, if you talk about the downloads, how many downloads have we got? We have 19,000 downloads. It's mm. only been a year since we came out of beta in uh, 2022, January. We have 19,000 downloads, 48% is from Malaysia and 52% is global. Okay, and of course you've gone around, it just gained traction was there a lot of marketing, how did you build the brand? Good question. Everything was done organically. Um, I think what is great about my co-founders and I is we're not non-tech, right? So we Mm. come from marketing and creative backgrounds so it was all our creative uh, ideas, like how to hack on socials. Socials was our biggest uh, growth. And we also work with a lot of universities. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, ideas came from pitching to universities. Hey, let's do this thing called after school special. Mm-hmm. Let's teach fresh graduates on how to brand themselves, how to break into the creative industry. We also, in terms of employer side, we work with a lot of co-working spaces, mm-hmm. uh, educating employers on how to not only manage their talent, retain creative talent, and also hire better. Mm-hmm. So all was done on it organically. Okay, I'm going to ask you, like, uh, people say, Is, isn't this like Fiverr? Mm-hmm. Right? And what, what do you say to that? Fiverr is a marketplace that positions create, um, creatives to just put up their work for super cheap, right? right. $5 for a logo, but we want to position creatives as professionals. And you don't know the people behind Fiverr. Exactly. You don't build a relationship and we want brands to build relationships with their freelancers or full-timers. So ideally is you work with the creative talent as a freelancer and you love working with them and you take them on as a full-timer. Okay. What about something like LinkedIn? Yes. How is that or, or yeah, how is this not effective for them? The thing about LinkedIn is it services white-collar professionals and right now LinkedIn doesn't have a portfolio feature and creatives use portfolio to feature their work um, and use that to, you know, brand themselves as their body of work. Mm. So Cult Creative allows you to tag your portfolio, tag your, your Instagram and also gives you this blog feature like um, it, it, it says projects. So mm. you can show your top process, you can show your work in progress and you can also tag your collaborators as well. Mm. Okay, and of course along the way you've like pitched God around pitching, looking for funding and everything. Tell me about that experience. Oh, that was grueling. I mean, in a time bear market, right? Everybody's, it was it was tough. Last year was tough because everybody, it was a sexy time for health tech, fintech, you know, agri-tech. And yeah. here I am trying to pitch for a creative professional mm. network. Grueling because uh, I actually spoke to a early state founder, Nadia from Pod, mm. right before I pitched. And I asked, I need to prepare myself. What do I need to do? And she said, I pitched to 70 people. And I said, I know Nadia. Yeah. Okay, since, uh, yeah, all right. So Nadia briefed me and she said, if I'm doing 70, you need to anticipate, you need to do more. I'm like, okay, 70 is the benchmark. I need to do more than that. I did 80. Okay. Okay, I I put myself in anywhere possible, any VC meetings, angels, grants, competitions, anywhere I was there. I was just looking for one yes. But uh, alhamdulillah, we got not only one yes, we got four yeses, Mm. one VC and three angel investors. Okay, so with with the funding that you've got, what have you done? Why was the funding needed? Good 
Good question. We want to expand tech development, product enhancements. So right now, we are we are only on app. We want to expand into a dashboard for employers and also a web version for creatives. We also realize that there is a lot of potential with the app as well. We want to build in a lot of network effects, mm-hmm. um, allowing people to invite their creative friends, you know, uh, tag their collaborators, um, also share the job opportunities outside of the network. Mm. So right now, it's it's just within the ecosystem. Right. So we want them to be able to share on Instagram, say, hey, mm. you know, there's this opportunity on BFM, you know, I mm. think you're a great fit. Right. So I think right now, the, the strongest way uh, for creatives to find work is still word of mouth. Mm. We realize that a lot of them still have their friends sharing, hey, you know, there's an opportunity in BFM. It's a graphic design role. Mm. Check it out. I think it's great for you. Right. So, okay. To, and you find that by tagging collaborators, you know, what does it mean? What does it mean for the audience, I guess, you know, for the people? I think it's important uh, right now using technology to tag uh, their collaborators because the younger generation, they don't have networks like mm. how we used to, right? We mm. used to have, we used to work physically. We used yeah. to have mentors and superiors that were like, hey, this is what right. you need to do. We used to attend events. Mm. And right now, they are, their network is online. Mm. So having a collaboration tagging feature within the app allows them to, you know, hey, I've worked with this person. I've worked with Frida. If you trust working with me, you know that you can also hire Frida as an ah, MC. Right, that sort of thing. Okay. All right, I'm here with uh, Shemaine Wong from Cult Creative. We'll talk a little bit about monetization of the business in just a moment. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Backing Feminist Movements, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Listening to her vantage, and this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. I'm here with Shermaine Wong, co-founder and chief executive officer of Cult Creative, and uh, Cult Creative is a platform concentrating developing where creators may present their work, network with other creators, and find uh, gigs and employment. And, and the idea is not really employment; they're just looking for more jobs in that sense, right? Um, projects, that sort of thing, but not so much employment. The idea is that employment means you can have a freelance contract or full-time. Mm. But what we really champion is for creatives to live with three Ps, passion, purpose, and paycheck. Right. So one of the things we're also trying to encourage employers is to open up into hybrid opportunities or even remote opportunities. We realised that there is really a shortage of talent in Malaysia. So one of the things we're working on this year with the funding is expanding into Indonesia. Mm. We're calling it talent arbitrage. Okay. So realizing that you can also hire talent from neighboring countries right. with the same quality of work. Okay. And, and the thing is also you got some funding from Indonesia. Yes. Okay. And this is a, what, a something uh, IWEF. Yes. Indonesian Women Entrepreneurship Fund. Right. Uh, it's a collaboration between Moonshot Ventures and YCAP. Indonesia. Okay. Okay. And in terms of uh, monetizing your business, how do you go about this? Do you charge creatives? We strictly keep the community free for the creatives. We know mm. it's hard for creatives to find money itself. We want creatives to be financially sustainable. So our primary customers are employers. Mm. And how we charge is through job tokens. Mm. Uh, one job token equals to one job ad. It mm. can be full-time freelance contract. 
down the line, we'll be introducing an employer dashboard. So it's a web version and we'll be monetizing through premium features. Right. And if you look at your talent, right, do you see the demographics or the psychographics? Is it, you know, do you have like more men, more women, age group, that sort of thing? We don't really generalize like that. It's it's more behavioral. Okay. Okay. We have two types. Uh, we actually, the first type is fresh graduates. We mm. actually call them Lily Tays. We have actually brand them. What? Lily, Lily, Lily Tays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lily Tays and Brent Davis. Lily Tays are fresh graduates that really need that push uh, in personal branding and breaking into the industry. Actually, a lot of them are quite lost. Mm. They know that they've graduated with a public relations degree, mm. but they don't even know how. To, where should I go? Because the last few years of university was actually not even in college. Exactly. So right. a lot of them have, um, they really need mentorship. Mm. So they come to the cult, you know, get, uh, they meet different uh, leaders. They meet different people that, a, a day in life of a public relations consultant in somewhere. Right. So they, they look to uh, leaders, a lot of peer-to-peer mentorship. The second group, we call them as Brent Davis. Brent Davis are um, full-time slash freelancers. Right. So a lot of them have uh, full-time gigs, but actually also do side hustles as well. Mm. And from our data, we realized that a lot of the creatives are actually juggling two to three jobs. Right. It's very common. Okay. Mm. So you get a lot of Brent Davis. A lot of Brent Davis. Okay. But a big group of Lily Tays that come to us looking for guidance and mentorship. Okay. So mm. more into that, you don't really look into what gender, what kind of thing. And uh, largely concentrated in the Klang Valley? Yes. Urban, mostly in KL, but a growing group in Penang. Mm. We just did Future List. Future List is our annual Creative Career Summit. Mm-hmm. We launched, we did the first physical one in Penang last year because Penang actually has a lot of creative universities. Hmm. So we decided to tap into uh, Penang. A lot of them came from USM, Tar UC, Equatorial College, asking us, I'm a graphic designer, but I know UI UX is booming. How do I get in there? Okay, so when, you know, you were just starting this, you know, with, with, your, with, with your children and what have you, right? When did you know that you were on the right track? When, you know, I mean, obviously not profitability yet, but like when, you know, okay, I, I, I know this is something that I want to pursue further. This is a really good question. I knew when it was correct when um, the pandemic started opening up, events started coming back, mm. my ex-client, my clients, ex-clients started coming back to me. Hey, Shermaine, you know, we need events. Mm. Can you do it? And I asked myself, I can't do it anymore. Okay. I can't do it anymore because Cult Creative gives me more purpose, giving more value to the community at large right. than just doing one event for one client and for one project. Mm. I think this gives me a bigger purpose, you know, adding, just giving back to the community. And, and I remember hiring my first uh, graphic designer and he is now the head of creative and he opened up his own event agency. And I feel like if I can do that at scale, right. that means I'm bringing something good for, for the creative economy, you know. Right. Okay. And that, that's, you know, like we don't put enough appreciation, right? You know, we're known as the, the non, non-essentials. Yes. Right. So there's a lot of things that can be done behind the scenes, yes. you know, actually, if, they, if people knew about it right now i guess like 2023 what would your focus be the focus is on indonesia mm. so we started to uh, launch in indonesia and we want to start bridging uh, indonesian talents to malaysian and singapore employers right i think there's a lot of potential there because a lot of creative they graduated globally mm. so they actually gone back and they actually want to work for international brands. So first Indonesia and hopefully neighbouring countries as well. Right. Okay. Now, when you started with this though, I'm sure you did your research. You know, there's nothing similar uh, anywhere in the world. 
I think Indonesia makes sense because uh, there's an abundance of talent there. Yeah. And we also realised that there was a lot of English-speaking talents mm. as well. And a lot of them had graduated from either overseas or even uh, English-speaking universities and were looking towards international brands. Uh, why we did Indonesia is we realised that a lot of our the employers, the demand side, right, were coming from actually Singapore and Australia. Right. And there was not enough talent in Malaysia. And there's, mm. there's definitely not ta- enough talent in Singapore. Mm. So we wanted to test out Indonesia as well. Okay, so in Indonesia, in, like you were saying, English speaking, actually a lot of uh, talent in, in Thailand, but very Thai speaking only. Yes. That's the thing, right? Mm. But, but they, they do very interesting work. So Indonesia next. Anything else you'd like to add, Shermaine? I think the goal is to build a Southeast Asian creative community and really bridge that gap of talent acquisition and reminding creatives that you know you can um, have freedom to be to have financial freedom to work flexibility and also have freedom of expression right purpose paycheck all right uh any more funding you're looking at more funding um this year we're going to focus on the business i want to build traction i really want to show that you know with this traction put ourselves in a better position for mm. 2024 to fundraise again all right uh, shermaine wong from cal creative you've been listening to her vantage i'm frida liu bfm 89.9 listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.